0: Bob Stauffer joining you from Rogers Place. Just had Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft on. We're going to head quickly off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Uh, today, uh, longtime pro goaltender Mike McKenna from Daily Faceoff uh, penned a piece basically on the Edmonton Oilers' Jack Campbell and diagnosing what's going on with him. And we are pleased to be joined on the line by Mike because we've got him for about 10 minutes here. Mike, how
1: you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. You know, I think it might be as cold here in St. Louis as it is up there in Edmonton. We had some snow today, so feeling like hockey weather around here in the Midwest. Yeah, suck it up,
0: Buttercup. You guys had
1: six first-rounders
0: <laughs> in one draft, didn't you, out of St. Louis back in 2016? So, uh, a very <laughs> underrated hockey market. All right, uh, give me the thought process and why you felt compelled to, uh, to write a piece about Jack Gamble.
1: You know, it's... With Jack, it's something that you know this is a goaltender that can perform at a high level. And to me, there's just several things that are a little off right now. And it's going to take some work to get him back to performing at a level that he saw with the Toronto Maple Leafs, especially in the first half of last season and what he had done with the Kings previously. Um, But I just wanted to kind of highlight the things that I've seen that are holding them back a little bit right now. Because I think they're tangible. I know they're real. And I think that they're things that can be worked on and fixed throughout a season. And really, if anything, it should give some hope that – especially for the Oilers fan base, this is what Jack's going to be working on trying to fix as he goes through this process of trying to reclaim that crease or be that number one goaltender in Edmonton that is expected of him with that five-year contract he signed in the offseason. All
0: right, Mike. How much, like Wayne Gretzky was on with us in the intermission uh, on Saturday and talked about the fact, look, he's, he's new to the team. He's just joined the organization. He's got a new goalie coach, Dustin Schwartz, who has been here uh, dating all the way back to when Dallas Akins was coaching the team. Uh, and dustin has a long history of Stuart skinner is, is that a is that a cop out to suggest hey everybody just needs to to relax here sometimes it takes a, a guy some time to get uh, into some new surroundings where's because you you bounced around a lot as a, a pro goaltender so where's your headspace on that
1: yeah bob if there's anybody that has experience of going to new teams it's me um, <laughs> so i can't speak to this you know it's there is a process to it, and the great one knows what he's talking about, even though he wasn't a goaltender. I think that, you know, during the first couple of weeks that you're with a team, you're trying to sort out not just the defensive systems, but even your own teammates' tendencies, especially your defensemen, the way they like to play rush chances, the way your team prefers to play on the penalty kill. But that's usually a two to three week process at most. You know, you're trying to get four or five, six games, and by that point, you're pretty used to things, so I do believe that off the bat, that was something for Campbell that could have played into it. But at this point, he's ten games into the season. I mean, we're we're almost to the middle of November at this point. You're looking for progress, uh, and that last game out against Carolina was probably his worst of the season. Yeah. So, you know, you're 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 trying to balance these two things. But you're not seeing it start to come yet for Campbell.
0: Uh, I know Brendan Escott has tweeted out from the Oilers' account, a link to your piece on Daily Faceoff about Jack Campbell. You highlight five specific areas that start
1: with alignment. Where are you at with that? So with Campbell, a lot of times as he's getting set for a shot that's coming against him, he has a tendency to get his right foot in front of his left. Now this kind of offset foot position really isn't uncommon amongst goaltenders. A lot of them have a little bit of a tendency. But how it's biting Campbell is that it's happening right as a shooter either goes to make a pass or a shot. And what that's doing is effectively keeping him from rotating and getting square to the shot when it moves laterally. And it really seems to be affected going to his blocker side. And so, you know, in my piece on Daily Faceoff, I highlighted a couple of examples against Nashville where you could see that Campbell's eyes got to the puck. He knew where the destination was, but the left side of his body wasn't getting rotated around because his initial Uh, His initial setup with his feet was a little bit off center. So I think that's kind of plaguing him, and you'll even see it when he starts to get a little impatient. That right foot will come forward, and it makes the rotation a little more difficult, and that leads to Campbell reaching instead of pushing the shots and bringing that entire chest that needs to come across and make more saves. If you're just using your arms, Bob, you don't have as much of a chance as you do if you have your entire chest in front of the shot. Yeah,
0: and you mentioned patience as well, which was point number two for you, uh, just in terms of him being when he was at his best with his Leafs, uh, with the Maple Leafs, he was very patient on his edges. Is that right?
1: For sure, yeah. You know, you look at any goaltender today, and, um, you know, one of them I really like, and his numbers have gone down to lately, but Eric Comrie's a guy in Buffalo that, to me, has great vertical patience. He loves to stay on his edges as long as he can, and, you know, lately I've seen Campbell dropping to his knees real early. It's almost like the player that's coming at him gets to a point, crosses a threshold, and Campbell hits the panic button, and he feels like he's got to drop or do something, and, you know, sometimes when a goaltender's swimming, and, man, I've been there before. Look at my career stats i wasn't ever comfortable in the nhl or comfortable in my environment and you could tell because i was impatient i would drop early and that's been giving other teams a chance to make backdoor passes and to move the puck around quickly and get campbell out of position
0: all right uh one of the other things you you, you highlighted here was uh traffic and it has to do with head placement and i, I believe dustin Schwartz, and i i don't want to 100 speak for him but i'm pretty sure He is from the Lyle Mast OR Sports School, which it's all about, you know, tracking and head placement. And maybe you can uh, specify uh, how you think Camel's doing in that
1: regard. Yeah, you know, traffic's been a tough spot for Campbell and, and Bob. I really don't like to beat up on goaltenders on screen goals because a lot of times there's factors that you can't really affect. You know, somebody crosses your path right as the shot's coming, et cetera. But with Campbell, what I'm seeing is that once he gets set in his stance and he gets locked in on the shooter, if anything happens in front of him, he doesn't deviate from that visual line of sight he's not finding the windows as well as i think you can or need to at this level and you know it just gets to the point where there's enough goals like that and i tracked it i mean campbell's allowed a lot of traffic goals screen goals you got to find a better way. And a lot of goaltenders today are being more upright. They're looking around shoulders. They're trying to not stay low uh, and look around people, rather look over them. And so I, I would bet that that's something that Schwartz and, and Campbell are going to look to find maybe a different solution on so that he can get his eyes on the puck more often and not just get locked into one visual lane.
0: Uh, you highlighted equipment. I found that really interesting, Mike.
1: Yeah, you know, equipment's a baby of mine. I became a goaltender because I love it as just as much as playing. I love the equipment as much as being on the ice. So it's it's something I'm passionate about. But when you look at Campbell's equipment and I've got a couple things highlighted in the piece at Daily Faceoff, you can see that the thigh rise on his pad. Now, that's the portion above your knee. His pads roll upward, they expose the ice, they expose the five-hole, and that's because his pads are so soft and flexible, and he still straps them in an old-school manner. He still uses leather straps. There's still um, some above the knee that tend to pull the pad inward towards him. And to me, that creates space in the five-hole. He's allowed goals like that previously, and even his glove. You know, he's had two of them go off his glove. One of them, I think, went right through his glove that Colin Miller shot for the Dallas Stars this past week or so ago. And when you look at the screen grab from the game, there's a sizable hole in the webbing of Campbell's glove. Now, that's on the manufacturer, but it's also on Campbell. You have to be so in touch with your equipment that you know what's going on at all times. If you see that your webbing's loose, tell the equipment manager. You know, So these are little things I think his gear could could definitely be improved if he modernized it a little bit, stiffened it up a little, got it to seal the ice. But I think there's got to be some care to it as well to make sure you don't have those little aspects that can lead to goals against.
0: All right. We just had Jan, and I, I said, you know, i To me, Jack's taken on too much responsibility for himself, and he beats, like, he literally beats himself. I don't, I'm not saying everybody needs to be Mike Smith, uh, and there's ownership, and I like goaltenders that never show up a teammate, and I can really appreciate Jack would never do that, but can you maybe speak to body language and how uh, you think it, it sends a bit of a gauge
1: with how goaltenders are? You can tell how a goalie feels by how they react to goals against. And right now, it looks like every goal is painful against Jack. And, and it pains me to see it. You know, this is a goalie that I'm rooting for, man. He has overcome the odds several times to get where he's at. Uh, but you can just see the deflation when the puck goes in. And you can control that as a goaltender, as a player. Now, you might not do it every single time, all right? There's there's circumstances that can make it hard on you. But if you can find a way to just minimize how it looks outwardly, even if you have to internalize it, I think it helps. Because right now, when your teammates see somebody that looks defeated, how do they believe in that player? How do they not try harder than they need to? And I think that might be something that's happened with the Oilers is that you know, they see their goalie's not believing in himself. Well, they start running out of position. They're trying so hard to cover up, and everything goes south. So I'd love to see Campbell shelve a little bit of that. And, and like you say, Bob, I agree with you. There's, you can't throw your teammates under the bus as a goaltender. It's always and our he's, fault. And he's, he's never he done always, that, and
0: he's never done that. But Never. But don't no. take – all the responsibility
1: you know what i'm saying like correct yeah that's right you know there's there's a fine line there bob we can accept some of it we can always say hey i could have been better uh, but you also got to be realistic and understand this game happens fast man it's not all the goaltender's fault or your team it's a team game as much as we're on an island in the net it's it comes down to everybody performing together
0: mike you did an excellent job of breaking that down we appreciate you joining us on uh, on short notice and we look forward to having you on the show again
1: I'd love to, Bob. Thanks for having me today. And I hope Jack turns it around, man. I'm rooting for him.
0: There you go. That is uh, longtime pro goaltender Mike McKenna. Uh, he works with Frank Saravalli and daily Faceoff. And, uh, again, the piece, diagnosing Jack Campbell, what's wrong, and how the Edmonton Oilers can fix him. And uh, we'll see where this goes. I, I'm pretty sure we're going to see Skinner start tomorrow for Edmonton against the Los Angeles Kings. And it's not lost on me. Like, just think about it for a second here. Stuart Skinner has literally grown up in this organization. Um, and... You know, he's, he's from this, from, played for the Southside Athletic Club, uh, played on a, a team in the lockout year in 1213 where he went head-to-head against Carter Hart, who was in Sherwood Park at that time, uh, was, a, you know, a high-end pick in the WHL Bantam draft, was a third-round pick in the National Hockey League, which for a goaltender is a high pick. And Skinner's a guy that really evolved, I think, during the pandemic year of 2021 when the Oilers lost Anton Forsberg. Uh, because he got the chance at the start of the year to be in Edmonton, and then he ended up being the number one guy in Bakersfield, playing for Jay Woodcroft, and he's grown and progressed, and he's worked. He's worked, and there's people that are really excited to see where he's going. But he knows the system, and he knows the people here. Campbell comes in, and it's been a little bit different, and there's an expectation. You sign a five-year, $5 million-year contract. But I thought there was an excellent, I mean, from a technical perspective, because. I don't know how many of you listening to the show are kind of like me. You know, I'm from the school. Goalie, stop the puck. Don't give away goals. Just stop the puck and be consistent. That's what we're all looking for. When I see Skinner, Brendan, I'm going to bring you into this conversation. Right now to me, and Stuart Skinner is 6'4", but Stuart Skinner looks big in goal. He looks broad in goal. He looks confident in goal. Um, it's crazy. Uh, Campbell's 6-4 and four on the season. Stewart's 3-3. Three and three. Stewart's got a 932 save percentage. Like, he just, he looks composed. And even, I'll take it one step further. I don't like doing this. But even, you know, as somebody who's privy to, to traveling with the team, there's a confident air about Stewart Skinner. He doesn't. Can, like It's not like he's 24. It's like he's 28 or 29. There's a maturation. So if the Oilers can get Jack Campbell settled down a bit, away you go here. But do you buy the perspective that, you know what, Skinner knows what it's about here. He's worked with the people here, and conversely Jack Campbell comes from another organization with expectation. Do you think that's a factor in any of this, Brendan?
1: Absolutely. I, to me, the pressure is not on Stuart Skinner at this point. He's, he's sort of... Yeah, he's just... Ever since he's come up here, I don't know if he's been the anointed one, per se. You don't get anointed. He has earned his way up to this level, but Jack is making a lot of money, not more so than most goaltenders. He makes the league average that a goaltender makes, you know, but I think that there is pressure with the notion that he is going to come and be the starter and be the starter on a team that's supposed to go probably back to the Western Conference Finals, if not further. So, uh, yeah, I don't think it's the worst situation that you can have, Considering how well Skinner's playing, and I, I described it, Bob, the, similar to how you did on, when I was hosting last week. I think it just—it looks like Skinner's wearing like a three or four XL chest protector when he's in net. He covers so much space, but with economy of movement.
0: Yeah. No, and that's and that's the old Lyle Mastor Sports School. And there's guys that are, I, I I'm going to tell you, Dustin Schwartz works with the with the Oilers, and Curtis Muka works with the Oil Kings, and they are from that school. It's kind of like you see coaching trees in the NCAA, right? And there was a lot of guys. There used to be a, a coach at Washington by the name of Don James. He coached Warren Moon. And his coaching tree is extensive for coaches that are now in their 50s and the 60s in college football. And they learned a lot from him. And I think that, you know, the the head placement and tracking is so important. But, you know, I wanted to get a guy on here that played the position. And I thought he did a great job of... um, sort of getting the uh, perspective out there. You can text us on what's going on with Jack uh, Campbell. Bob, this season's going to be a real lesson, says a texter on the Ashley Fine Flores text line at 120 in Edmonton. This season's going to be a real lesson in cap risk management. If Skinner gets too many starts and becomes the bona fide number one, how does he not earn more than Campbell in the next contract? I don't think... You know what? I I think that we're going to see 50 starts for Campbell and 30 for Skinner, but I think Skinner's going to end up starting here, um, uh, starting tomorrow night against the Los Angeles Kings. Ed in St. Catharines, Ontario, says, Bob, I really think with all the struggles that Jack Campbell's dealing with this year, he is with the right team that will help things turn around for him. With a captain like Connor and a coach like Jay, I think he's got the right team surrounding him to give him the edge he needs to turn things around. This is a character team, says Ed in St. Catharines, and that is essential for players who are trying to turn their game around. Well, again, let's not forget that Jay Woodcroft took over. The Edmonton Oilers had an 8.97 save percent. When Jay took over last year and then went 9-15 in the final 38 games of the season, that was a huge factor in why the Oilers cut their goals against down considerably by three quarters of a goal per game under Woodcroft from Dave Tippett, who had had a history of having very good defensive teams. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, is it Ramorn says Bob didn't Freddie Anderson start 10-0 and with Carolina last season he was with a new team wasn't he that's a fair comment he got off to a great start there's no question and in fact he's had Freddie Anderson's had pretty much terrific numbers for about the last six seasons in the NHL he's a real good goaltender Campbell has had some more issues and so if your point is Bob I'm not buying it look at what Anderson did that's a fair argument to make it is Uh, Bob, Skinner is going to finish with more than 40 games above a 9.20 save percentage, and he's going to end up being a nominee for the Calder. Well, if that happens, the Oilers are going to be in good shape. (laughs) That's just going to mean they're going to have to pay. I mean, they're only spending $5 million or, uh, yeah, $5.8 million on goaltending right now. I mean, the Florida Panthers are spending $14 million on goaltending between Spencer Knight and Bobrovsky. By the way, the Florida Panthers do not have a number one pick in the next three draft years. That's right. They don't have a number one pick in the next three draft years. Their 2023 was traded for Ben Sherratt to Montreal. Their 2024 was traded to Philadelphia in the trade for Giroux. Those were both rentals. Their 2025 was traded to the Flames in a deal for Matthew Kachuk. And they got 14 million bucks tied up in goaltending for the next couple of seasons as well. Well, take a time out. You're listening to Oilers now.
1: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for.
0: Welcome back, everybody. It's one twenty-five in Edmonton. Again, Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer, the ideal place to start your daily vacation. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. Uh we have the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort Casino excitement. Bet on it. Do you want to mention that guests on the show receive uh, gift certificates to Japanese Village. It's Edmonton's favorite Japanese steakhouse. Reserve your party at jvedmonton.ca. Don and his staff will take care of you. Time to get into the orders now. Injury Report, brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. We'll tell you that Amanda uh, Kane, we all know, out uh, three to four months after uh, getting wrist surgery. Um, this after he was cut, quote unquote, to the bone uh, in that uh, horrific, uh, unfortunate uh, accident involving Patrick Maroon. Uh, Tuesday night in Tampa Bay, Kyler Yamamoto Thursday returned to Edmonton. He is day-to-day according to Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft. Tyler Benson is back skating. He's missed the last month uh, with an LTI or with an LBI lower body injury. He is skating. Uh, my guess is he might need a conditioning stint before he's an option to end up with the Edmonton Oilers. The Kings, by the way, do not have Alex follow and Brendan Lemieux in their lineup. They recalled uh, uh, Anderson Dolan and Leas Anderson. Anderson Dolan played last night for Los Angeles. Boys at Brentridge Ford have done such a great job selling their trucks and SUVs. They are in need of more. You can trade in your vehicle for an upgrade or sell it to them outright. Whatever best works for you. Remember, the 2023 order bank is open for F-150s and SUVs. SUVs as well. You can reach out to Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford truck authority on the auto mile in Watasquin. Still have some of your texts coming up as well as this day in Oilers history. Uh, Luke Pierce is going to join us uh, shortly. He is the head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, they are in a rebuilding season. And uh, away you go. There you go. It's going to be uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a tough go. The Red Deer Rebels got a real good team. Uh, they're going to be in the mix, and the Oil Kings are in a full-blown uh, rebuild. This text comes to us from Bob. He says, Stuart Skinner will become the starter early in the playoffs. That is my prediction. Um, Armin says, Bob, uh, great show. After the playoff series against L.A. and Mikey Anderson injuring and settle. do you think the Oilers will settle score or do they lack that element? I don't know if they have that element, and I don't know if it's the same game where scores get settled. I'm going to assume that, you know, maybe Anderson gets a slash at some point, but I, I don't uh, know if there's many guys out there. I mean, the orders. Uh, uh, hmm. <laughs> I have no idea what this text is talking about here, but thank you very much. Uh, bottom line here. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, tomorrow with the Edmonton Oilers and the Los Angeles Kings. And Mikey Anderson does play in their top pairing with Drew Doughty. Anderson plays 21 minutes a game, Dry settle playing 22.05 per game. We'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. And when we come back on Winners Now, Edmonton Oil Kings head coach Luke Pierce.